Welcome back to the Women's Soccer Podcast. I am your host, LDG, and today we will be previewing Gotham FC versus Angel City FC, a very important game in the NWSL playoff race. Angel City sits just outside the playoff line, one point behind competitor Chicago Red Stars, and they have a game in hand as well. This result is going to be key for them, as they did lose to Gotham FC earlier in the year. But however, they've gotten more into the swing of things as they aren't only an expansion team. But with the Chicago Red Stars losing four of their last five matches, the Red Stars have dropped from being a title contender to a playoff contender. And can Angel City capitalize off this game? I think so. But based on, if you look at Gotham FC's form, as they have lost their last six matches, have scored the least amount of goals in the league with 12, and have conceded the most goals in the league with 32. They've also lost the most games, losing 11. This team is in a very big rebuilding phase at this point, as they let go of one of their best defenders in star defender Caprice Didasco to the Houston Dash. They are clearly in rebuild mode as they sit at the bottom of the table, but they brought in some new promising players in Victoria Pickett and Bruninha, who we may get to see debut on Sunday. This is a big match for Gotham FC, as they are hoping to snap their winless streak against the Angel City side, who they managed to break down in their last appearance on Memorial Day at the Bank of California Stadium with a late second half goal from Ifeoma Onumonu. However, they may be without a key goalkeeper, Ashlyn Harris, as she has left on maternity leave to deal with her with her and her and her wife's son, Ali Krieger, who's also on Gotham FC, new son, adopted son, Ocean. So, it'll be interesting to see how Michelle Betos can step up to the task in goal against a lethal Angel City attack. This Angel City team has not scored many goals this year, but they have one of the best NWSL defenses in the league, as they have conceded the third most the third least amount of goals across the course of this season. This team is doing extremely well for an expansion side as they are already competing competing for the playoffs and we can expect to hear a large Angel City crowd at the game as they have five supporter groups for their home matches all ranging from 1,000 to 2,000 members. Yes, that's right. They have more supporters and Gotham FC's average attendance. I know, it's crazy. Although, when you look at the numbers, if they average 20,000 fans a game, it does make more sense. Angel City has the biggest fan base in the NWSL. Over 200,000 people follow them on Instagram, which is of only less than Orlando Pride's 248,000. So it'll be interesting to see how they can hold up in New York City. As you know, there are many people that were born in LA that will be cheering, that now live in New York City, that will be cheering on this Angel City side. Okay, who should we be looking for in this Angel City match? Well, I think that we have seen how much depth this team has even with losing key players Kristen Press, Sarah Gordon and Julie Ertz out for the season who are supposed to be the three faces of this team everyone thought that they were going to fall to the bottom of the table but playmakers as such as Savannah McCaskill and key defenders at the back such as Vanessa Gill and Allie Riley have really helped this team. Okay, let's break it down a little more. Who do I expect to be starting in the match on Sunday? So let, and then I'll go over who I, who a little bit about each player. Okay, in goal, obviously there's new signing Alma Schultz who could compete, and Brittany Eisenhower who is who's been on this whole this team all season but has not yet managed to get an appearance. Over starting keeper Dijana or Didi Heritage. I believe that Didi Heritage will probably stay in goal for this match. 
unless they would like to rotate it up as Gotham FC is the worst team in the league. So it'll be interesting to see if they do try and do some rotations, you know, because this is one of the league's weakest sides. But I do think that it, D.D. Heritage will get the nodding goal, although they do have extreme goalkeeping depth as they have Champions League winner Almuth Schultz on the bench alongside very promising young keeper Brittany Eisenhower. So that is a good position for them. They have loads of depth. At the left-back position, I expect to see Allie Riley starting in this match. She is an incredible player with loads of pace who will load up the wings. Playing for some of Europe's biggest clubs in Chelsea and Bayern Munich, she has incredible experience, and I will be extremely impressed and excited to see her play in the, in the black and pink. At centre-backs, I expect to see Vanessa Giel, who's a gold medalist for the Canadian national team. The 26-year-old is very feisty and loves to make a tackle here and there. The second centre-back spot could be a toss-up, but this season it's mostly been Megan Reed starting there. However, you could see some rotation again since Gotham is in last place, so perhaps they might give the nod to... Jamaican international Allison Swaby. But if we're going based off what's happened in this season, the common center back partnership has been between Vanessa Giel and Megan Reed. So I'll give that spot to Megan Reed. Although, do not be surprised if Allison Swaby starts there. I could see them making some rotations, as you know. This is a big game, although, this is a big game for them, so they don't want to put anything on the table. At right back, Jasmine spent. They don't really have a true right back, to be honest. Jasmine Spencer can play there, and she has adapted to play there for most of the season, and so can Tyler Lucy, but they're both very attacking right back. So that will be interesting. If Gotham can get in behind Jasmine Spencer or Tyler Lucy, whoever's starting back there, I think they could have a lot of success because that has been Angel City's weak spot sometimes. Both fullbacks and Riley and Spencer or Riley and Lucy love to get up the field. So if Gotham FC can get their very speedy wingers and Margaret Purse in behind, they could get some goals and opportunities in the match. In the midfield, we see them play and Danny Weatherholt in the six and the CDM spot, an extremely talented player, has played in the NWSL for very long at 28 years old. She's an incredible move, move. She moves the ball incredibly well, having played it in the past for the Pride. She's a fantastic to watch. She's a great player to have in that CDM spot. But of course, they do have a lot of other options back there, such as Carrie Ocaro. So we could see Carrie Ocaro play in that box midfield role. It'll be interesting to see who plays there. I do think, though, that for the purposes of this game, um, Weatherhope will play the six, and Carrie Ocaro will start alongside in the central midfield with Savannah McCaskill. Savannah McCaskill, the former Gotham FC player when they were named Sky Blue FC, is an incredible move mover of the ball. She loves to play beautiful three balls up the field, and she's an amazing player to watch. Very excited to see her get in action this weekend again for Angel City FC. Great player, loves to get on the ball, loves to play three balls up to wingers, like, which leads us into our winger choices for this match, June Endo, the Japanese international, very young player, but has loads of experience internationally. Only 22 years old, as I've said, but she did participate, she has participated with Japan for a while, you know, with 21 caps to the national team. So it is interesting to um, see how she's adapted to NWSL in her first season here. An incredible player. Love to watch her speed and pace. She loves to be dribble players 1v1 and it'll be interesting to see with Gotham FC trading star defender Caprice Didasco that right box 
back's right back spot, excuse me, has been a little bit iffy this since she's been traded. You know, it's been bounced around from a few players. Ellie Jean, maybe you'll see Ali. Krieger drop back there. It'll be interesting to see if Bruninha starts. So I think that Junendo could have a very good chance of getting in behind on that left flank. Up top, it would, it would, it would be how Kristen Press that started in the last match, but obviously well, like played Gotham in in May. But obviously she's torn her ACL since then, so she has not been able to participate. But no worries for Angel City because they signed just as good of a player to replace her, at least for this season, in Sydney Larue, the, the the more veteran player, I guess you can say, has loads of experience internationally. The 32-year-old won a World Cup in 2015, comes from the Orlando Pride with a lot with with a good price. Considering, you know, she is only 30, she is 32, but to only get her for 100K, it was clear that she wanted to leave Orlando, and that's why um, they got such a good deal for her. But she's an incredible player. It'll be interesting to see if she can get on the score sheet. I know a few on her Angel City debut, she did almost score with a bicycle kick just inches wide from the top right corner but she's a great player to watch and you know it's been really impressive to see how this angel city team has built out on the right wing position i expect we can see you know there's a variety of players that could play up there with claire emsley the scottish international or simone charlie or tyler lucy although it really depends on whether they feel like rotating their squad or not honestly it's all up to them and what they who what they prioritize for this match although with such a big match on the line i expect them to give the nod to their new signing claire emsley coming in from everton the 28 year old is such a great player she loves to move the ball play wing and she got a goal in her um debut match against san diego wave a few months ago so that is a good signing for them and i expect her to start although then again there's a lot of rotation there's they have other options up there you know like most teams in the nwsl have so many amazing options when you look down their roster it's just you know teams such as gotham at the bottom have been a little bit thin on depth this year but hopefully that will change as now let's move on to who i see starting for gotham this weekend and it really depends on who they feel fit to start in this match you know they are obviously out of the playoff race there is really no i guess mathematical there is it they mathematically could come back but i think that they have their sights set on next season with them allowing players like ashland terrace to take a break um understandably to look after their child but it will be interesting to children now actually after they adopted a new kid congratulations to ashen harris and ally krieger for adopting um ocean and their new son so yeah but moving on to that players that i think will be very important for them this week include well let's get into the lineup first i'm not going to give you that obviously but um two players that are definitely going to be out this weekend alex ali long one of obviously one of their best player from last season she's incredible that's still on the team this year. Obviously, Carly took the torch last year. She's incredible moving the ball. Had a 99% passing accuracy last year. But, you know, she is out on maternity leave this year. And Gotham has clearly missed her in the midfield as it has been a little bit chaotic in there. And also, um, their replacement for her <laughs> tore her ACL for the season. Domi Richardson, unfortunately, is out for the season. So that midfield is a little bit of a concern going into this weekend's one. And that has been a concern for Gotham all season long. But I am confident in, in the team. And I think that they can get a result this weekend, you know, in front of their home crowd. They'll want, feel motivated to get a result, you know, with 11 losses under their belt. They'll want to get um, their fifth win of the season. So let's see... 
in goal, you know, Ashlyn Harris is the obvious number one keeper, but again, it, it does depend on whether she is back from maternity leave yet. She obviously took a few weeks, has taken a few weeks break t- to look over their newly, her and Alan Krieger's newly adopted son. So on that point, I don't expect, unfortunately, Ashlyn Harris to be playing this, this weekend. She's such a great player. Honestly, Gotham is the best player on the team, and that's going to be a really big loss for them. And yeah, I'm a little bit nervous for Gotham this weekend. Not going to lie if Ashlyn Harris is not in. But we do know that they have a great backup keeper in Michelle Betos, the Queens-born native. Has bounced around the league a little bit, you know, the 34-year-old. Has played with Louisville last year. Played with um, the All Rain the year before. So she has had experience in this league, and I do trust that she can go the team, but I'm still a little iffy on whether anyone on Gotham could be enough to stop the lethal Angel City team. There hasn't been raining goals this season. You know, Angel City's been in the middle. They haven't been super high up the table or super low, so, you know, that's a thing. I don't think Hensley handcuffed, though, on Gotham's going to get the nod in goal, you know. The rookie this season has not made an appearance for Gotham yet. Although, honestly, if you're going to give a young player a chance to play, now's the time. There's, again, nothing really for them to fight for besides the draft pick at this moment. You know, with the playoffs being, like, 10, 12 points out of reach, I do think it's, they can get, they do have some great players on their squad, but I don't think they have it in them this season. Let's move on to the back line. At left back, the clear choice is Amani Dorsey, the Duke product, the 26-year-old. Hasn't really gotten to shine for Gotham, but she, uh, which dropped her from the U.S. Women's National Team. But she does have a one cap for them, which is good to bring that U.S. Women's National Team experience in. Drafted by them, again, from Duke. Very solid player. Attacking-wise, defensively, she's good, but I must say her best skills lie up the field. That's where she played at Duke a lot, up the field more, and Gotham has kind of transitioned her into a left-back role, where she is very good, but defensively isn't necessarily her natural talent, although I do think she's done a great job transitioning to that left-back position. With the center-back roles, clearly one of the center-backs will be Allie Krieger, the two-time Women's World Cup winner, alongside Ashlyn Harris. Those two are the leaders of this team, right? They are the by far most experienced players internationally for the U.S. Women's National Team. And especially if Ashlyn Harris isn't playing this weekend, Allie Krieger is going to have so much responsibility on her. She's so um, calm with the ball, so collected. She, you know, she really helps this team in the back of the field. But partnering with her at center back could be Estelle Johnson. You know, I think that she may get the nod over Mandy Freeman, as Mandy Freeman has had a lot of own goals recently, which... It's disappointing because she is such a great player, but sometimes, you know, when you're put in those tough situations, like when a ball's hit into the box so hard, it does sometimes just happen to go off your leg and in, and, you know, those are goals that are always disappointing to concede. But Mandy does work so hard, so it's so great to see her running on the field. Um, I think that Estelle Johnson should get the nod in this matchup. LaRue's a very feisty player and, um, and quick, and Estelle Johnson is a little bit taller than Mandy Freeman. You know, Mandy Freeman is, um, she's a little bit of a shorter player. She's very aggressive. She's five foot eight, 
but she she's strong and I I do love watching her play. However, I do think for this match, Estelle Johnson really fits the mold a little bit more just because, you know, with her international experience at the Women's World Cup from Cameroon, she's a little bit more experienced at 34 years old years old. And although again she is two inches um shorter, she does have a very quick build and I think that that will really help her against Sydney LaRue and yeah but although I think Mandy Freeman's also an incredible player so I would be fine with either of them starting in this match at right back this is the um concern for this Gotham FC team with Caprice Didasco being traded but I think that um Ellie Jean could get the nod with Broninha's the new sign, the new Brazilian signing, Bruninha, the 20-year-old, does not have her visa yet, so it will be interesting to see if they have gotten it for her by this weekend's match. Although I do just see Jean getting the nod. They might sub in Bruninha if she's available later. But Ellie Jean came over from Netherlands, PSC Eindhoven. So yeah, that's an interesting. Um, player there. Um, at the CDM position, I do expect McCall's or Boney to take over it, just due to the fact, you know, that's where they've really struggled this year. They've missed Allie Long. There hasn't really been a natural placement, but now with Victoria Pickett coming in to that Gotham midfield, I see her getting farther up and McCall's or Boney dropping back. So yes, that does answer. My first midfielder alongside Christine, I think Victoria Pickett will play alongside Christine Mewis, which forms a pretty good midfield that I think is formidable to be able to win a lot of of those balls. I think that up top, you will see Taylor Smith, the new North Carolina Courage, after she got waived by the Courage, Gotham FC signed her. Great player, got a lot of experience, has won multiple NWSL championships, and I think she'll start up top. Alongside Ifeona Onumonu, was signed by Gotham. You know, she is a free agent alongside Smith at the end of this year, so it'll be interesting to see if they do renew those deals. And lastly, I do think that the biggest player for this team this weekend, attacking-wise, will have to be Margaret Purse. Last season, incredible. Ten goals in her in appearances, but this season has been a little bit um, silent on the goals front, only getting three, but that's been the story of this whole Gotham FC team not getting enough goals, and it'll be interesting to see if this weekend, overall, this matchup this weekend seems to be a competitive one, even though it may be a bit of a different situation for both teams on the table. I think that both mat teams will try their best. Clearly, Gotham will want to impress their home crowd and their new owners, and Angel City will be very um, hopeful that they can get a much-needed result against bottom-table Gotham FC. Overall, I do think Angel City has the advantage, but let's before that, let's just get into the three keys of the game. For Angel City, it's overloading that left flank. They do it every single game. June Endo, Ali Riley, getting up the left side, and that's how they get the get the ball into the back of net. Another key for them is stopping Midge Purse. Even though she's had a not as great season with Gotham, she is still very lethal, and it's shown with her performances on the U.S. Women's National Team. So, yes, yeah, she doesn't play great for Gotham this season, but. She's still an incredible player, and we've seen that on the national team. So even though, yes, she hasn't been playing her best this year, they have to watch out for her. Lastly, for Angel City, um, I think it's important to balance um, risk versus reward, right? You want to give some of your players an experience, like Alma Schultz, who they signed for a lot of money. You know, she's a Champions League winner. I I would be shocked if 
she doesn't eventually take over the starting role of, of how good Didi Heritage has been, I think my third key of the game is just to figure out an idea for this Angel City team, right? They brought in a lot of new players. I want a clear starting 11. It's great to have depth, but I'm saying I don't, I want, for Angel City's point of view, going into the playoffs, I want consistency if I'm Freya Coombe right now, the coach. So that's my three keys for them. On Gotham's side, one key is just to, you know, give your younger players a chance. Let's be honest with ourselves. There's not really much to compete for now. 12 points out of the playoffs. Last place, minus 20 goal differential. They've just been playing. They haven't really playing been playing the right players, at least in my opinion. I think that Kumi should get more time. Tucker should get more time. All those players should be playing more. They're the future of this team Sheehan should be playing more time they're not the, maybe not they're, they're not maybe they're not the best now but I think that I want to watch them play and I think that every fan of Gotham would agree with me they are the future of this team and they should be playing many more minutes next I think that for Gotham's perspective in this match you want to really make sure that you're compact defensively even if they don't score more than one, two, three, four goals. You want to make sure that you're not leaking goals at the back, which they have done sometimes this year with and without Ashlyn Harris. So it doesn't really, it hasn't really mattered who's in goal so far. They have been just leaking goals, which we don't want to see as a Gotham, as a Gotham FC fan or just a supporter of the league. You don't want to see Gotham leaking goals. And lastly, it's really important. These are very generic, but it's like the truth. They need to get the ball into the back of it. They don't. They score less than a goal a game. If you want to start winning more matches, come on, you gotta get more goals. And I love this whole Gotham team. I just get frustrated, you know, when the results aren't coming our way because I know that there is a talented group of young women and young people on this team. I just don't understand sometimes why we never never seem to get the lucky bounce or the results here and there. But anyway, I think that it's. They're the My points for Gotham are very generic, but it's true. You need to get the ball in the back of the net. You need to stay compact at the back and maybe give some more time to some younger players. Overall, my score prediction is I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, but I'm going to go maybe a mid-scoring game. I see 2-1 Angel City, if I'm being completely honest. As much as I love Gotham, I just see Angel City... They have a lot of talent, you know. They're a playoff, they're a border playoff team. They're seventh place out of 12 teams, whereas Gotham is all the way at the bottom. I just think that Angel City is going to get the three points this week. Although I don't think Gotham's going to make it easy on them. I think Gotham's going to work hard. They're going to try their best. But overall, Angel City just has that extra edge in their team. And I think that will help them win the game. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Women's Soccer Podcast. And I hope that you enjoyed. And remember to follow us on our Instagram at the Women's Soccer Podcast and on Apple Podcasts. Peace out from your host, LDG.